Hey Gritty Friends, so excited to have you guys back. This marks episode two and today we're going to be talking about getting really clear and specific on your goals. This clarity is so important in order to actually get your path forward, to create that path forward. And really if the, if the goals are vague, then the path forward is vague. And that's sort of where that whole fog of war that we talked about last week really comes in. And that fog hazes out where your goals are supposed to be. So to create that, we really need to get specific and that's what we're gonna dive into today. Hey friends, welcome to The Gritty Coach. If you're feeling overwhelmed, unfocused, or even stuck in your business, don't worry, I completely know where you're coming from and I've been there before, but now you wanna get some clarity, a plan, and you're ready to take your business to the next level, then you are in the right place. My name's Erica and I'm The Gritty Coach. Just a little about me, I'm a veteran, a wife, a boy mom, a twin mom, and a fur mom. And after 20 years in the Navy and my unique life experiences, I am here to help you smooth and polish your business practices through what I like to call gritty love. So if you think you're tough enough, sit back, buckle up, and let's get gritty. Okay, have you ever set a goal? Let's go for a really obscure, like I want to retire in five years, or I want to make $100,000 this year. Maybe your goal was I want to be in the top 1% of my company. I want to get the top percent of the sales. I want to be at the very top, whatever it is. I know it. I've done it. And I'm raising my hand right now, raising my hand that I've done this and I'm going to the top of the 1% of the company. And is that a bad thing? Heck no. But what did I do with that? And what did you do with that? What did you do with those goals? Did it work like sort of like a vision board? And I am not a vision board person. I don't know if you are. Um, there's no offense to that. <laughs> just vision boards to me are just something to look at and they're great for reference, but if you don't actually do something with them and put them into action, then a vision board is really just a vision board. It's just that you're just gonna look at it and the next year go, eh, that sucks, I didn't get there. So taking that vision board and let's say it's making $100,000 this year. What did you do to break that down in order to achieve that? How specific did you get on that goal? Or maybe your goal was to get to the top 1% of the company. I know I've done it. I'm raising my hand in that group. Is that a bad thing? Heck no. But what did you do with the goal? For me, I found that I was doing all the things I was told to do, right? Everybody was saying, you got to do this, 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 and this. You got to do all this daily. You got to do all this in the business. And you, get, you do all this and then you're going to make it, right? The problem is I didn't, number one, I didn't like the feeling. I didn't like the feeling I was having. Number two, I didn't like the messages I was sending. I never had more time in my day to do all the things I was supposed to do to get there and still have time for anything else, like literally glued to my phone all day, social media all day. I'm like, wait a second, this is just not propelling me the way that I wanted to move. What happens then? I'm left frustrated and more overworked. I'm not feeling like I accomplished anything. Does this sound familiar? Like, am I the only one here? 
It wasn't until I got really clear on what my goals were and how I was going to achieve them did things start to happen. Really sat down, dove into it, and figured out what I really wanted for not just me, but for my family, and and really got the clarity. I didn't want to just play the numbers game. I didn't want to go for how many no's, um, how many no's to get to a yes. And oddly enough, I will tell you that when I really sat down and evaluated my goals and how I wanted to get there, it actually had nothing to do with being the top 1% of the company. I found I actually had a different purpose. Now, I needed that experience to be my conduit to this one. I had always been leading, coaching, mentoring. I mean, I've been doing it for 25 years. My actual goals actually led me to coaching. The goals I really wanted led me to coaching. Weird, right? I went from the military to pediatrics to coaching, splash some makeup and clothes in there, and you have the cooking of experience talking. Let's get into this whole goal thing and and really dive into how you're going to establish a clear, specific goal and that it gives you the path forward and so that it's also very specific. Now, back to my military days because we've done this. We've talked about the military in the last episode. In the military, we always had to have inspections. We had, um, I worked as a hospital corpsman, right? So I was in the medical field. I worked at a you know, I worked at a hospital a little bit. I worked in a clinic for a little bit. I worked at a reserve center for a little bit. And they all had inspections. So you either had joint commission or you had med IG, which is like medical inspector general. All of them came with a checklist. A checklist that said, you need to be able to track this. You need to be able to track this. You need to make sure that you're above 90% on you know, whatever vaccine you were giving. So if it was tetanus, you must be at 95% everybody fully vaccinated for tetanus, Mm -hmm. right? So there was very clear and specific guidelines in there that made it very easy for me to go, okay, this is what we're going to do in order to get to 95% tetanus. This is how many we're missing. This is how many vials I need. This is what we need to order. These are how we're going to do it. Here's where we're going to stand down for our shot X and we're going to make all these people come in. I could develop this really great plan for my department to execute that, right? On the reverse side of that, when I left the military and retired and went to civil service, I started my job in pediatrics at the hospital. And I was a program administrator for the pediatric residency program. I loved this job, truly loved it. I will say initially, initially, because I did the job for almost seven years, initially my frustration was as a program administrator, there was no real guidance on what administrators needed to be tracking and doing and what they were going to look at when it came time for inspection. Now, my brain being so black and white from the military, it made it very tough for me to be able to focus and, and really come up with a plan on what I was supposed to be doing. And it went down to like, what kinds of things am I supposed to be holding on file? How many years am I supposed to hold a file for? Like specifically what I needed to do. Now there were definitely areas in the guidance that were specific, more on the actual training of all the doctors and whatnot, but very little other than saying, "Mm, you have 25 people in this program, you need at least one administrator. If you have 30 people in this program, you need 1.5 administrators, right? So you have a part-time and a full-time. 
it wasn't until I sat down with my program director and really mapped out his goals and her goals, because I've had several, um, it wasn't until I mapped out those goals and knew what they wanted that I could actually go forth and, and create this plan to be ready for inspection. All residency programs for doctors all have to get inspected to be re-accredited, meaning that you're following all the guidelines that are required in order to make more doctors, right? The, the establishment is called ACGME, that's the Accreditation Council on Graduate Medical Education. Big words today, big words. They are the overall council that monitors the program on how every doctor is made in the United States, how they are trained, right? After they get out of med school and they all go to internship, residency, and fellowship, they are the overall guidance. But within that guidance, for my piece of it, it was so vague they left it that way so that each program and institution could really come up with their own policies. That's good and bad. That's left up in, to interpretation, a lot of it. So when they come out and inspect, it was really, you know, you have no idea what they're truly going to want in terms of showing proof that you've done these things, that you've tracked them. Yes, I can show them that I have the training files on all these amazing doctors, but what's in them? Not everything's required. It was so frustrating to try to develop that. Now, I will tell you that as soon as I sat down and got my clear guidance from my program director, I had a very easy path forward on what the daily tasks were that I needed to do to make sure this program administratively was ready to go. I overall understood why the ACGME wanted to make their their administrative goals more vague and really allow the hospitals to dive in and create their own program. But it didn't make my job any easier. And once our hospital and my program's goals had been established and had been laid out, I could actually create a one-year plan to be sure I was ready for the reaccreditation, right? And make sure that our program was ready to go. So here is where I want to just take a quick moment to any of my GME friends and all my pediatric friends at the Naval Hospital, the training these doctors went through and go through, and then to add, because I worked at a Naval Hospital, all the military requirements is truly phenomenal. Not only did they have to maintain trying to become these amazing doctors that they turn out to be, but they also had to do all the military stuff that was still required because you still were in the Navy no matter what, right? So. They did it all truly with grace and grit, a lot of grit. And, and this is where I learned the most about growth mindset. And I was given a book by one of my chief residents, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. And fabulous book, totally recommend it. Not what you actually think it is. So good. But while I was in pediatrics, I learned so much about teaching. So shout out to anyone who might be listening, who has or is working in a GME position. You know who you are and you know you do amazing things every single day and make the best dang doctors our country could ever have. So now that we've really kind of drilled down to why goals are so important in order to be able to create paths forward so that we can actually achieve those goals, now we're really gonna kind of talk about how do we really get there? Like, what does it all entail? So. The first thing we do, I like to create either a five or 10 year plan. 
I see myself here in five years, whether personally or professionally, whatever it is, I see myself here in five or 10 years. Then we're going to back that down. We're going to bring it back and go, okay, how am I going to achieve this? If that's a 10 year plan, and I'm gonna give you an example, but if that's a 10 year plan, um, how are we gonna back that up to where it affects what I do today, right? So we're gonna go with, I want to decide for today's episode, I decided that I'm going to pay off my house early. Ah, that sounds scary just saying it, but it'd be a really cool feeling if I do it, right? So I wanna pay this house off early. And for today, we're just gonna say that I wanna pay it off in 15 years of a 30 year mortgage, that's half the time, right? Also for this episode, we're just gonna say that my mortgage is 2000 per month. Definitely not how that goes in California. Just putting it out there. Now I want to pay it off in 15 years. I'm going to have to pay more, more than double my payment just to make sure that I include the interest rate, the escrow, the HOA, blah, 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 right? So if my payment's 2,000, I am likely going to need to pay around 4,500, maybe less, to pay that in half. Now that's pretty specific, but how am I going to pay 4,500 each month? I mean, that's 2,500 more than I was before. So I'm really going to have to narrow down and look really closely at our bills, our income, our spending, our savings. I might need, I might even need to hold another job. And if I need another job, how much do I need to make at that job? I mean, if I'm going to have to work another job, I need to know whether I'm working 20 to 30 hours or do I just need to work 10 to 15? There's a huge difference. Now, this is just a quick example on getting clear and really taking those goals, backing it down and, and bringing it all the way to how I'm going to have to work for it today. And that's really what that's all about. How do I get started today to achieve the goals that may be five and 10 years down the road? And it's really that first step forward. But if you don't ever take the step forward because you have no idea where you're going and it's all foggy all around you and everything's just unclear, you're just gonna be walking aimlessly and then goals are gonna seem like you're never getting there. You can do that with travels. You want to travel. Okay, pick a destination first. Greece. How much, when to go, how will you pay for it? You want to go to Greece in two years, great. How much is it gonna cost you? 5,000, great. So in two years, you're gonna to have, to to have to come up with $5,000. Now, you might be able to do that earlier. How much is that gonna be each month extra? How much should you put away in savings every payday? I mean, that could be down to every two weeks. So you can take the biggest of goals and really, if you bring them all the way down to today, they don't sound so overwhelming anymore. But if I said I'm taking a trip to Greece in two years, it can sound daunting because I have no idea where the money's coming from. But when I actually come up with a plan, guess what? Super easy to get my butt to Greece in two years. So whatever, whenever you have that done, there's an actual plan, a pathway, whatever you want to call it, road with less fog. And now you can get to it. You can achieve it. You can continue to drill, drill that down until you reach your daily goals that you need to do in order to get there. So here's what I'm asking you to work on. Yes, there's homework for today. Find the goal that you wrote for New Year's or a vision board that you may have created or even just think about the goals you want from life, right? You may not have even written them down. You may be just thinking about them. I even have soul goals, like ways that you know fulfill me and my soul. You know, those goals, take one of them and like, let's get it into action. Make it happen, Captain. Like, let's do it. So sort of wrapping up today, I mentioned a few examples and how to work on them. It sounds, it almost sounds like 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Take one down, narrow it down, 98 more on goals on the wall. 
let's just admit you're now singing this in your head, 99 bottles of beer on the wall, but you're changing them to goals. There's 99 goals on the wall. Just putting it out there, you're singing it, and you're probably going to have it stuck in your head the rest of your day. And you're welcome for that. And I will gracefully admit that there's a lot of times I put jokes out there and I laugh at them myself because I'm cracking myself up. Like, raise your hand if this is you. Do you crack yourself up? Because, you know, I, sometimes I just need to laugh. And if I'm at least cracking myself up, there's always a jokester in the room. It's generally me cracking me up. Maybe not everybody else sees how funny it is. That's okay. I'm still laughing. I might be laughing on the inside, maybe on the outside. But anyways, I digress. Let's get back on track. Let's recap. First, you're going to select a goal to start. Second, you're going to ask, how am I going to do this? Third, keep asking that question, number two, until you are down to the daily goals. You are then ready to get started and that goal is much closer than it was before and doesn't look so daunting or vague. It has clarity. It has a way to move forward. Now, if you're feeling like your goals don't fit into this method, let's chat. I have a complimentary strategy call that we can hop on and we can work together to narrow that down. The link's in today's notes, so just check them out below. And if you'd like to hear more of what's to come, you can hang out in my free Facebook community at The Gritty Coach. Phew, we made it all the way to the end. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today and letting me talk to you about your goals and how to get specific with them. And I truly hope that you'll take one of those and work on them. And I look forward that if you're in my Facebook community, come join so that we can actually talk and hear what your goals are. I can't wait to see you achieve them. So appreciate you being here. Don't forget to follow so you don't miss another episode or any episode, I should say. And stay gritty and I'll see you the next time. Before you go, I just get so fired up every time I read a review knowing that I got to make a difference in somebody's business and help them level up. And I would love to be able to continue to do that for other women. So if you feel like this podcast touched you in some way and would really love to spread the word, that would mean the world to me by either writing a review. You can even take a screenshot of this episode if it was the episode that resonated with you and uh, put a copy of it on your Instagram stories. I absolutely love that. Tag me at the gritty coach and I would love to also put you in my stories and that way together we are actually doubling down on helping as many women as we can level up in their business. Just remember to never give up. You never fail. You just learned a way how not to do something. So keep going try again. And I believe in you. I'll see you next time. Don't forget to follow so you can get gritty with me again.